Alright, what's going on, good peoples? This is your guy, J-Raw, with another edition of the weekly J-Raw Wrestling Podcast for episode 6 for June 6, 2019. Uh, real quick, I want to shout out my big bro, uh, DJ Hardcore from DJ Hardcore Productions. Uh, we're going to be bringing y'all One Struggle Radio real soon, so look out for that. Make sure you subscribe to um, One Struggle Radio on SoundCloud.com, also on YouTube, as well as CastBoxFM.com. Also, we have a Patreon for the artists to submit music. Or if you want to start now, you can check out the tiers that we got going on. All right. Also, I want to shout out my peeps from Russell Cave. I want to shout out Ace Porter. Dirty Case, Pat with the Facts, also uh, Mike B. Jones, Yasmin White, everybody else in the group. Alright, so if you guys um, have been following me so far up until episode 6, I'm proud of myself. (laughs) Number 1, number 2, the way the weekly uh, Thursday depending on friday but usually you try to stick to thursdays but the weekly episode the way it's structured is i do raw smackdown highlights in the beginning uh i touch on some eight um wwe news and then uh usually i'll do aew i'll do a recap of being the elite but I haven't watched the recent episode because um i still want to watch double or nothing and then give you guys a recap of all the latest BTE episodes and news. So look out for that this weekend. And uh, but this tonight's episode, I'm going to do my um, WWE Super Showdown predictions for the big show in Jeddah tomorrow. I'm going to probably watch the show tomorrow evening and then Saturday morning. Uh, may do or Saturday afternoon, depending on how the day goes, because I do have Saturday off. I don't know if I'm going to have my boys or not, but I'm definitely going to try to do a um, live stream for the reactions of the Super Showdown, because I'm definitely going to watch it. And I'll make sure to watch Double or Nothing this week. I keep saying that. Then we got Dominion. So, yeah, going to have an action-packed weekend as far as wrestling. But... Uh, for tonight's episode, I'm just going to go ahead and get started with the Raw highlights first. And as I state in every episode, every review almost, uh, I get usually my news and the results from WrestleInc.com. They're a great website to get all your wrestling information on a daily basis. And I don't, besides Russell K, my brothers, because that's my brothers. Um, they also have a pretty good uh, podcast as well that I listen to and also inspired me to do the J-Raw Wrestling Podcast. All right. So since I got all that out the way, I'm going to go ahead and get started with Raw. Alright, so the show starts out with Cole hypes up how Brock Lesnar will cash in his Money in the Bank contract on the WWE Universal Champion Seth Rollins. 
We see Charlie Caruso outside waiting for Lesnar and his advocate to arrive. Rain, uh, Rain's waiting in the ring, but the music hits and out comes out Shane McMahon. Shane stops on the stage and has Mike Rome give his best in the world introduction. Shane says he can't wait to shut Reigns up on Friday. Shane said he's not just called the best in the world. He's the best when he gets in the ring. Shane goes on about how he gets better with age and how he'll beat Roman, how he beat Reigns from corner to corner, ending him with the coast to coast and making him tap out for the first time. Shane says actually that won't satisfy him because he will keep the triangle apply after the referee orders him to break it because he makes his own rules. Reigns tells Shane to shut up and dares him to try to make him tap. Reigns said he will pick up Shane's little spoiled butt <laughs> up and then drive him into the mat. Reigns goes on and brings up about brings up Shane relies on Drew McIntyre. And Reigns reveals he'll face Drew at WWE Stomping Ground in July. Drew interrupts and runs Reigns down, saying Shane will beat him on Friday, and then he will destroy Reigns at Stomping Grounds. Drew says he doesn't need his partner tonight because he and Shane will take Reigns out. They head to the ring, but the revival Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder attacks Reigns from behind. The Usos, Jimmy and Jay Uso, run out to make the save, clearing the ring. Reigns and the Usos stand in the ring as the Hills regroup outside. So next we have a match between the Usos and Roman Reigns versus the revival and Drew McIntyre. Alright, the match begins with the Usos. Hitting big super kick on Wilder. Dawson pulls Dash to safety as the Usos goes to the top. The Usos join each other in the ring and run the ropes for a double team dive. And then we go to commercials with the Usos standing tall. We're back from break and Dash tags and Uso tries to tag. Jimmy gets the hot tag and unloads on the revival. Dash lies out of a Samoan drop but gets dropped with a big kick. Uso drops Drew and Dawson on the apron. Dash drops Jimmy with the big drop kick off the distraction. Drew tags in and unloads on Uso on Us while he's down. Drew with more offense and a close two count. Drew talks trash while keeping Uso down as Shane cheers him from ringside. Drew keeps control and hits a big overhead throw for a close two count as Reigns breaks the pin. The revival with cheap shots to I'm just gonna say it's Jay <laughs> while he's down. Dawson tags back in and he keeps attack going on Jimmy in the middle of the ring. Jimmy finally lands the suplex and looks to make a tag. Dawson stops, stops the tag with the big spine buster for another close two count. Then we go to commercial with Reigns looking on as the Hills continue to dominate. 
We come back from break and Reigns is waiting to deliver a Superman punch to Drew. Drew ducks it and hits a Glasgow kiss headbutt. Dawson tags in, but Reigns leveled Drew with a punch. Dash also takes the Superman punch on the apron. Reigns end up going out and grabbing Shane after he interferes. Drew makes the save and drops Reigns on the floor with the Claymore kick. Dawson shoves Jimmy into the barrier, then hits a shatter machine on the floor. McIntyre goes back in and levels Jay with the Claymore kick for a pin to win. And there you have it, the revival going over the revival and Drew McIntyre going over Roman Reigns and the Usos. Alright, then after the match, Shane hits the ring to stand tall with Drew in the revival while Reigns and Jay are down on the mat. Jimmy is still on the outside. Shane talks trash in Reigns' face and barks orders for the heels to attack. The revival hits Reigns with the shatter machine. Shane talks more trash to Reigns. Shane holds Reigns up and Drew follows up with a Claymore kick. A Claymore as fans boo. Shane gets back down at Reigns' face as Dash mocks him. The Revival and Drew hold Reigns up while he back, Shane backs to the corner, then charges out with a spear. Shane mocks Reigns in the middle of the ring as the boos continue. Shane stands tall with the Revival as Drew, as Drew has his music hits. Alright, so we have still to come the Undertaker returns to Raw. Also, Brock, Brock Lesnar cashes in his title shot and Seth Rollins appears on Miz TV. We look back at the door of the arena and everyone waits for Lesnar's return. Then also announced still to come is the Firefly Funhouse segment with Bray Wyatt. And then they go to commercial. We come back from break and we see the former cyclist Lance Armstrong and an actor Matthew McConaughey sitting ringside with friends and some kids. Alright, we go to the ring and out comes the Miz for another must edition, must see edition of Miz TV. Alright. So we have Miz take the mic and he gives a nod to Matthew McConaughey before giving himself an A-lister introduction. Miz says tonight isn't about him. It's about Brock Lesnar cashing in his money in the bank contract. Miz brings out tonight's guest, the Universal Champion, Seth Rollins, to a pop. Miz welcomes Rollins to Austin and brings up Friday's title defense against Baron Corbin at WWE Super Showdown. Miz says that he could change because Lesnar is cashing in tonight. Miz asks what's going through Rollins' mind. Rollins brings up the fact that Paul Heyman might be lying about Lesnar cashing in tonight. Rollins says he's prepared, but he will believe it when he sees it. Miz believes Rollins isn't saying something. Rollins admits he will be relieved if Lesnar cashes in tonight. He goes on and says he will be defending against the number one contender, Corbin, on Friday. He talks about how no one likes Corbin, but he didn't earn a title shot. And if Rollins is going to be the fighting champion, 
he promises to be. He focused on Corbin. He got to focus on Corbin. Fans chant, burn it down. Now, the camera cuts backstage and we see a SUV pull up. Heyman hops out first, then Lesnar gets out of the back. Heyman says, let's go cash in, cash it in, and Lesnar shoves the briefcase into his gut. Into his gut. Lesnar walks off and Heyman follows as Rollin looks on from the ring. Lesnar stops walking towards the ring and apparently changed his mind. Fans boo as Heyman and Lesnar walk off to another part of the backstage arena and making Rollins weep. Fans chant burning down in the arena. Rollins looks on from the Miz TV set as the music starts back up and then we go to commercial. Alright, so back from break and out comes the Lucia House Party's Kalisto, Lince Dorado, and Grand Metalik for a tag team match against unknown opponents. Cole plugs their three-on-one handicap match against Lars Sullivan at WWE Super Showdown on Friday. They wait for their opponents, but the music hits and out comes Sullivan. Lars hits the ring and they attack, but Lars fights them off. Lars destroys and manhandle each opponent one by one. Kalisto makes the save. They take turns with drop kicks to stun Lars. A triple, a triple drop kick sends Lars out of the ring, but he's still standing. Fans chant Lucha as the luchadors get hype in the ring. Lars is fuming on the outside. Alright, so next we see the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the Iconics, mocking Nikki Cross backstage. They also take a shot at the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. Alexa Bliss appears and stands up for Cross. Billy Kez says she's off to prepare for her match with Cross, and then they'll be iconic. <laughs> Bliss offers to get coffee for Cross. Cross seems surprised. Bliss knows how close Cross has been getting with Becky as of late, and she knows how everyone hates her around here. Cross comments comments on how nice bliss has been since mm, bliss has been to her and she said that they're friends bliss puts her herself in nikki's corner for the match against k later then they walk off all right still to come ray mysterio drops the wwe united states title also the undertaker returns plus braun Strowman battles bobby lashley in the arm wrestling match Alright, we go to the ring and out comes the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. She hits the ropes to raise the title. We see how Lacey Evans helps Charlotte Flair take the SmackDown Women's Champion title from Lynch at Money in the Bank a few weeks ago and ending her reign as Becky Two Belts. Lynch stands tall with the title as we go to commercial. Back from break and Lynch is in the ring with the mic. She says she's ready to make some changes. She talks about how busy the past few months have been, including her WrestleMania 35 main event win. A you deserve it chant breaks out. Lynch goes on about all her dreams coming true and says she's never been more content in her life. 
but that's when it hit her. Contentment is the worst thing that could happen to a fighter like her. Come on, there we go. Because they will, they will get hurt and pass over her beaten. Becky said that won't be because when she, because when Lacey helped Flair take her title and money in the bank, it woke something in her that needed awakening. Becky says when she's pissed off, she's pissed off. There's not a woman in the business that can keep her down. Becky says if you're wrong her in any way, she will find a way to get to Evans and she will break her back trying. Break her hands fighting and keep going until she can't. Then the music interrupts and out comes Evans. Evans says Becky is just like a dog chasing a car just like a dog she wouldn't know what to do if she caught it Evan says that she did Becky and all of the WWE universe a favor with the title change and money in the bank because she's not the only one who should be representing WWE Lynch mocks Evans Evans says she doesn't have blonde hair but Becky shouldn't confuse her mm, let me read it Evans says she does have blonde hair, but Becky shouldn't confuse her with Flair. Evans goes on and enters the ring and fans give her the what treatment. Evans says she should, she will soon make her Becky no belts because she refused to let Lynch represent her division. Evans goes on until the music interrupts and out comes Flair from SmackDown via the WWE wildcard rule. Flair tells Becky to stop making excuses for the loss. Flair brags about becoming the nine-time woman champion with the win. She does a woo with the crowd. Lynch taunts Flair for not having the title any longer. Eva says Flair tells Flair to stop embarrassing herself and asks why she's here, calling her a daddy's girl needing attention. Flair asks them to open the ropes up for her, but they're not interested. Flair says she, sh she struts like a peacock because she's more than halfway to breaking her dad's world title record. And Evans has been here for a while, but Flair has seen her do is make tea. Flair blags on laying Evans out last week. Evans says that Flair has nine championships, but she has zero today. Evans says Flair is yesterday's news, but Evans is the new face of WWE. Evans tells Flair to run along back to SmackDown unless she wants to be educated with a woman's right. Evans immediately attacks Flair and drops her into the ropes. The referee enters the ring and we apparently got a match. Alright, so we have a match between Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair regroups as Lacey Evans stares her down from the corner. Becky Lynch watches from the outside of the ring. The bell rings and then they start the brawl with Flair taking down Evans first. Evans resists, but Flair drag ragdolls her some. Flair beats Evans down and tosses her out of the ring, right at Lynch's feet. Flair stands tall and poses in the ring 
while Evans recovers ringside. Ever, Evans returns to the ring and Flair drops her right away. Flair mounts Evans with strikes. Evan tries to take Flair down, but Flair slams her into the mat. Evans grabs the ro- the bottom rope, but Flair takes advantage off of the count off of the count as the referee warns her. Flair grabs Evans again as she approaches. Evans turns it around. Flair fights off and blocks a suplex attempt. Evans ends back on the floor to regroup as Flair stands tall in the ring and then we go to commercial. Alright. So, more back and forth after the match. Mm. More back and forth after we come back from commercial. Then Flair unloads in the corner to show off some. Evans makes her pay for showing off. Lynch's watches from ringside as Evan beat down Flair in the corner. Uh, not Flair in the corner. Evans drives the boots in the Flair for a two count. Flair makes another comeback, but Evans cuts her off. Evan launches herself into the apron, but lands bad when nobody's home. Evan charges in the corner, but Flair catches her. Flair with a clothesline out of the corner. Flair goes for the figure four submission, but Evan kicks her off kicks her off into the turnbuckles. Evans drops Flair with the swinging neckbreaker. Flair catches Evans with the boot. They run the ropes and collide in midair with crossbody attempts. They both go down as the referee checks on them. Lynch ends up decking Flair on the outside as the referee calls for the bell. And the winner by DQ is Charlotte Flair. Alright, then after the match, Becky immediately enters the ring and drops Evan with the manhandle slam. Lynch talks trash and taunts Evans as her music hits. Lynch raises her title in the air and stands over Evans. Alright, so still to come is Brock Lesnar will cash in. Also, Rey Mysterio relinquished the WWE United States title. Then we go back to commercial. Alright, so we come back from break and out comes the WWE United States champion Rey Mysterio to relinquish his title. Rey has his arm in a sling. We see how Rey won the title and suffered a separated shoulder from Samoa Joe at WWE Money in the Bank a few weeks ago. Ray hits the ring and greets the crowd. Ray says he's been a part of WWE for a very long time, and this is in his blood. Ray says this is also in his family's blood, and he's now sharing it with his son, Dominic. Ray says his son is training for the business, and he's confident he will carve his own path. Ray goes on about setting the right example and being a man. Ray says due to injury, he's here tonight too, and then the music interrupts and out comes Joe. Joe mocks Ray and enters the ring. Joe says we shouldn't ruin the moment by telling people a lie. Joe says Ray isn't dropping the title because he's injured. He's dropping it because he never beat him. Joe goes on about the botched pin and money in the bank. Ray says he's not here to have a moment or try to fool 
anybody. Ray says this is not the moment he wanted it to be. He says he won the title his entire career through pain and injuries. And if he was the man enough to do that, he's man enough to do what he came to do tonight. Ray tells Joe to give him a moment. Then Ray announces due to his current shoulder injury, he's here to relinquish the title relinquished the United States title to Joe. Ray lays the title down in the middle of the ring as Joe stares him down. Ray says this isn't the last Joe's heard of him because he'll be back. Then Ray goes to leave but Joe attacks him and drop him into the coquina clutch. Joe finally breaks the hold and heads up the ramp with the title in the air as his music hits. Alright so we see Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman backstage waiting. All right, so next up is the arm wrestling match with Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Okay, so we go to the ring and out comes Braun Strowman for his arm wrestling contest with Bobby Lashley. Then, of course, we go back to commercial. We come back from break and Cesaro is backstage for a few quick words. Cesaro gives Ricochet some props, but he says he's naive if he thinks he can beat him again. We also get a backstage promo from Ricochet. He says he's already proven he can beat Cesaro, and he will try to do it again tonight. We go back in the ring, and out comes Lashley as Strowman waits. These two will do battle in a singles match as the WWE shoot on showdown... Mm. They will do battle in a singles match at WWE Super Showdown on Friday. Lashley and Strowman meets in the middle of the ring as the arm wrestling setup. There are two referees present. They are getting ready to go, but Lashley tries as Strowman and the table gets knocked over. They set it back up as Strowman tells Lashley to come on. Lashley pulls his Strowman's face and taunts him. They finally go at it and acts like he slips into a breakaway from the table. A referee chalks their hands up and now they get ready to lock up. They go back and forth but Strowman looks to put away Lashley. Strowman keeps pulling up and gets the win. Alright, so you have Braun Strowman winning the arm wrestling match. After the win, Strowman pushes Lashley away and poses as his music hits. Strowman turns back around to Lashley blinding him with the chalk in his face. Strowman swings wildly but Lashley works him over. Lashley lands a big power slam and leaves Strowman lane, heading to the ramp to pose as his music starts back up. The announcers talk about the WWE 24-7 title in our truth and we see Truth and Carmella were golfing on Sunday. Jinder Mahal pinned him for the title, but, but, Truth, but Truth then won it back a few seconds later to become a three-time 24-7 champion. <laughs> the camera cuts backstage now. We see Carmella looking for Truth. Drake Mavericks appears with EC3 and a referee. Drake tells EC3 to help follow Carmella and she will lead them the truth. We go to commer- we go to the ring and out comes Nikki Cross with Alexa Bliss accompanying her 
and then we go to commercial. All right, so we get a match with Nikki Cross versus Peyton Royce. Okay, so we come back from break, and the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the Iconics, are out, and Peyton Royce with Billy Kay. Peyton take control early and works Cross around as Bliss and Kay look on from ringside. Royce grabs Cross again, but Cross drops her with the jawbreaker for a, two, a close two count. Peyton with a quick counter for a two count. Royce with more offense into the corner now. Taking her time beating Cross around the ring. Cross with a knee while Cross... Mm, Royce with the knee while Cross is on the apron. Royce with the submission on the ropes as the referee does the five count. Royce keeps Cross grounded in the middle of the ring and focuses on her arm now. Cross tries to fight up tries to fight up and out but Roy slams her by her hair and another pin attempt Royce continues to dominate Cross and take her time around the ring Royce grounds Cross in the middle of the ring then Royce stops elbows with the knee Royce runs into an elbow in the corner Cross keeps fighting Royce off and finally drops her. Cross sends Royce into the corner and gets fired up for a pop. Cross with a running bulldog for another pin attempt. Cross goes for, to the top for a cross body, but Royce moves and she lands hard. We see a Stafford deliver Bliss coffee to ringside. Royce kicks it out of her hand from the ring as Katie comes over and shoves Bliss to the ground as Royce talks trash from the ring. Royce turns back to Cross, but Cross counters with a suplex attempt, hitting a netbreaker using the top rope. Cross delivers for the pin to win. And there you have it, Nikki Cross going over on Peyton Royce. Alright, so after the match, Cross celebrates as her music hits. Bliss is embarrassed on the outside and furious as she sits in a puddle of coffee. Cross consoles her and urges her to celebrate. A furious Bliss storms the ring and attacks Kay, beating her down. Cross tries to get Bliss to relax. They celebrate together as Bliss' music starts up. Okay, we see Brock Lesnar backstage warming up, and we also see Seth Rollins walking through the back. Then we go to commercial. We come back from break, and the WWE Universal Champion Seth Rollins is out to address Brock Lesnar. Lesnar's music hits, but he doesn't show up. Rollins says that he and everyone else are sick of Lesnar playing games. Rollins says Lesnar used to be one of the most feared men on earth, but now he's just the shell of that. Rollins says that if Lesnar has any of the beasts left in him, he dares Lesnar to come out and cash, that, cash in that contract. The music hits and out comes Baron Corbin instead. Corbin says Rollins is fired up tonight, but it's a shame because it's for the wrong person. Corbin says Rollins needs to worry about him, not Lesnar. Corbin says Rollins is living a dream 
in the ring, but he's dream he's the dream crusher now. Corbin goes on about taking the title and Rollins says he will have to take it from his cold dead hands. And that's the only way. Corbin says, okay with that. Corbin brags on retiring WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle and says he has no problem retiring Rollins, you know what, too. <laughs> Rollins attacks and unloads on Corbin. Corbin fights back and rocks Rollins. Corbin and Rollins sends Corbin out and into the barrier. Rollins lines up for another dive into the barrier, but he's distracted by Lesnar's music again. This is just more mind games allowing Corbin to storm the ring and drop Rollins with the end of days. Rollins is down again as music Lesnar lies. Mm. Rollins is down again as Lesnar's music starts back up. Lesnar is out with a steel chair and a referee. Paul Heyman has the money in the bank contract. Lesnar enters the ring and hits a low blow kick to Rollins. Lesnar with a big chair shot now. Another and Heyman and the referee watch from ringside. Lesnar with another chair shot. Lesnar launches Rollins across the ring with the German suplex. Heyman points the title shot. But Lesnar says not now as he delivers another chair shot. Lesnar takes the fight to the floor and Rollins can barely stand. Lesnar drops Rollins on the floor with a big F5. Lesnar brings Rollins back into the ring. Rollins grabs the chair but Lesnar stops him. Lesnar with more chair shots to keep Rollins down. Heyman barks orders from ringside urging Lesnar to cash in. Lesnar grabs Rollins and delivers another German suplex, ignoring Heyman. Heyman asks what Lesnar is doing, and Lesnar says Friday to indicate he will cash in at WWE Super Showdown, where Rollins is set to defend against Corbin. Lesnar grabs the WWE Universal title and laughs at Rollins while he's holding it over him. Lesnar leaves the title and heads up the ramp with Heyman. Lesnar turns back around and comes to the ring, delivering a big briefcase shot to Rollins. Lesnar with more chair shots to keep Rollins down. Lesnar makes his exit again to stop, stop to laugh at Rollins while holding the beast box on his shoulder. <laughs> Heyman and Lesnar exit to the back as Rollins tries to recover in the ring. Trainers, producers, and medics enter the ring to check on Rollins. We go to replays as Rollins is loaded up from the for a stretcher ride. We go back to commercial as Rollins is tended to. All right, so we come back from break and we see what Brock Lesnar just did to Seth Rollins. The camera cuts backstage to an official loading Rollins up in an ambulance. Becky Lynch is standing there looking concerned for her boyfriend. Becky rides away in the ambulance with Rollins. Alright, so we cut to a special edition of the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse. As he has something important to talk to the kids about today. Exercise. He talks about his new puppet, a pig named Husky. Wyatt is talking to a pig 
with references like it's his like it's his old gimmick, Husky Harris. A puppet that looks like it's supposed to be an evil Vince McMahon interrupts and tell them to get their acts together. Wyatt still wearing a fanny pack and Wyatt Jim tank top ends up doing a wacky throwback style exercise video that gets a big dart with his other persona that was recently revealed. Wyatt reminds the kids that they all have all they have to do is let them in. And that ends the segment. Okay, so we see Triple H walking backstage and then we go to commercial. We go we are back from break and we see what happens to Roman Reign and the Usos from earlier tonight. Okay, we go to the ring and out comes Triple H to a pop and a NXT chant. Triple H says okay in response to the chant, but he's here to talk about Randy Orton. The music immediately hits as Orton makes his way to the ring. Orton's music hits as they stare each other down as fans chant for the RKO. Triple H talks about how we all know these segments are done to build interest to a match. But there's nothing that they haven't said to each other and that he's coming to Jeddah to kick Orton's you-know-what. Orton says that's fine and all, but he's not Batista. Okay. Give me one sec, guys. All right. Orton goes on and says he will be glad. He mm. Orton goes on and says he will gladly defeat Triple H on Friday and put another notch in his belt. Fair enough, says Triple H. Triple H talks about how he thought he had to rewatch those video package for the match. He gives Orton props for becoming one of the best ever. Triple H says there's a lot of people who tried to put him down, but they're all gone and he's still here. Triple H says Orton is not the only one. Is not oh, Triple H says Orton is not the one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Triple H turns and leaves the ring. But Orton asks him to hold on. Orton asks if Triple H can promise him that on Friday before he steps in the ring, he retrieves his balls from Stephanie McMahon's purse first. (laughs) Fans pop and Triple H laughs from the apron. Then Triple H re-enters the ring and face off with Orton as fans cheer. Triple H says it's a hell of an idea. He thinks he will just do that. Because they're so big and it's just a burden carrying them around. Triple H says maybe he can fit them in his carry-on bag or fit them in the overhead on the plane. Triple H says it's really a burden because Orton wouldn't know about that because he's never had any. Then Triple H tosses the mic as Orton at Orton and says he'll see him in Jetta. Orton laughs and Triple H exit the ring while his music hits. It was a pretty dope segment. <laughs> okay, so we have Charlie Caruso stops Baron Corbin backstage for comments on Seth Rollins. He mocks and says Brock Lesnar did him a favor. Corbin says Rollins doesn't stand a chance of Super Showdown and we're all looking at the next WWE Universal Champion. 
All right, so next we get the match between Ricochet and Cesaro. All right, we go to the ring and out comes Ricochet to a pop. Then we go back to commercial. We come back from break and out comes Cesaro for the rubber match between the two. The bell rings and they go at it. Cesaro with the big shoulder to strike first. Cesaro goes on and hits a big backbreaker for a close two count. Cesaro unloads in the corner now. Cesaro keeps it until Ricochet flies out and takes Cesaro down. Ricochet follows and takes Cesaro down and off the barrier. Cesaro elbows Ricochet on the way back in the ring. Cesaro eats a kick from the apron. Ricochet runs the apron and hits a moonsault to the floor from the second rope, taking Cesaro back down. We go to commercial. We're back from break and Ricochet keeps the offense coming. Cesaro rocks Ricochet with a big uppercut. Cesaro keeps control and nails a big superplex from outside apron, covering Ricochet for a close two count. Ricochet fights back from the apron. Then Ricochet ends up doing a Huna Conrada, but Cesaro overpowers him and counters, launching Ricochet to the mat on his head. Cesaro with the Cesaro swing for a pop from the crowd. Cesaro rocks Ricochet with another uppercut, but Ricochet still kicks out at two. Cesaro talks some trash while picking up Ricochet while picking Ricochet back up. Ricochet decks him. Then Ricochet fights from the apron and lands a stiff kick. He flies in with a big cross body, but Cesaro rolls through for a close two count. They trade pin attempts again. Ricochet ends up getting the pin off of a counter out of nowhere in a corner. And there you have it. Ricochet going over on Cesaro. Alright, then after the match, Ricochet stands tall as the music hits. Cesaro looks shocked. Cesaro suddenly attacks and drops Ricochet from behind his fans built. Cesaro goes under the ring and brings out a table. But the WWE 24-7 champion, R-Truth, is laying on top of the table, hiding out. <laughs> Carmella runs out, then Ricochet knocks a surprise Cesaro over the barrier. A group of superstars run down the ramp from the back to chase Truth. They corner him, but Cedric Alexander leaps from the ring, taking everybody down. Truth enters the ring and dances around. Drake Maverick comes from behind, thinking he's finally caught. Truth. Carmelo comes over and drops Maverick with the big shot. Then Truth runs through the way through the crowd with the large group of superstars right behind him. All right, so still to come is The Undertaker. And, of course, we go to commercial. All right, so this is The Undertaker segment in the end. Alright, so we come back from break and the bell tolls inside the Frank Irwin Center as fans pop. The lights go low as mm, the Undertaker makes his grand entrance to Raw. The dead man appears for a much louder pop from the Austin, Texas crowd. 
the announcers plug Taker versus WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg for the first time ever at Friday's WWE Super Showdown event in Saudi Arabia. As Taker makes his way to the ring, fans chant Taker's name as the music stops. Taker asks if we'll ever wonder what happens when we come face to face with death for the first time. Does the sky grow dark? Does the ground begin to rip open at your feet? Or do you just choke at the stench of the souls that are already gone? Taker says Goldberg will get the answers to all those questions this Friday when Taker stands across from him in the ring for the very first time. He doesn't want the smiling Goldberg family man as his wife and his son looks up beaming with joy. He wants the unstoppable, mythical, iconic version of Goldberg. Taker promises if Goldberg brings anything less for their first match, it'll be Goldberg's last. Taker says he will open the gates of hell and unleash a humane level of brutality that will sing that Goldberg has never felt. Taker says when the Reaper beckons, you better answer his call. As the final Raw before the WWE Super Showdown quickly goes off the air with The Undertaker standing tall in the ring, which looked like a rough cut by the USA Network. And that was pretty much the end of Raw. Alright, it's going to be about 20, uh, about 20 seconds to take a quick water break and then we'll go right into SmackDown highlights and then uh, take a quick break and then I'll do my predictions for um, WWE Super Showdown. Alright. Hold on. Man, I was getting a little long-winded there. All right. Okay. So, this is the SmackDown Highlights. For the 4th of June, which was Tuesday. <laughs> Alright, so this is the final SmackDown before WWE Super Showdown. And it opens up from the Sam's Auto Arena in Laredo, Texas. As Tom Phillips welcomes us, he's joined by Corey Graves and Byron Saxon. The announcers hype up the appearance by WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg. Also, Shane McMahon is determined to call out Roman Reigns. We go right to the ring and out comes the WWE champion Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods of the New Day as Greg Hamilton does the introductions. The announcers plug Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston at Super Showdown on Friday in Saudi Arabia. Alright, so Kofi says he's learned over the past few months that life is crazy full of surprises he thought he's seen it all and done it all in WWE over the years Kofi goes on about the highs and lows and how that led to him winning the WWE title at Wrestlemania then fans chant you deserve it now Kofi thanks them Kofi says that that as great as that is what's most important to him is be able to, to inspire others then we cut to a video package with footage from Kofi's recent homecoming trip to Ghana, 
his first visit back home in almost 26 years. Kofi talks about how important the trip to Ghana was, and he says it was amazing feeling to tell the children that he can that they can be whatever they they want to be. Then Ziggler suddenly interrupts with a mic on stage. Ziggler says if this was Friday, he would have beaten the hell out of Kofi in the ring at Super Showdown. Kofi says, um, excuse me. Ziggler says he respects Kofi too much, and this isn't about him. This is about Ziggler. Then Ziggler sends us to a video package on his WWE journey and career. Then Ziggler goes on about how it should have been him, and we get more throwback clips of them. Kofi says if it was meant to be Ziggler, it would have been. Kofi knocks Ziggler for quitting and walking out when he didn't get his way. Kofi says he never quit on himself, his brothers, or the WWE. Then fans pop and chant for Kofi again as Ziggler uh, Kofi is the champion and will never be Ziggler. We cut to yet another throwback clip of Kofi and Ziggler. This time we see Ziggler's recent return and attack on Kofi. Ziggler says on Friday it will be him. Ziggler turns and walks up the ramp as Kevin Owens' music hits. Alright, so we get a match to start off after that segment with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. All right, Dolph Ziggler acknowledges Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at the stage as they come out for tonight's opening match. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods wait in the ring as we go to commercial. We come back from break and we get the bell. Kofi comes out in after Woods and Sammy goes at it. Kofi comes in after Woods and Sammy go at it. We see Ziggler backstage watching the match. Kofi and Owens go at it now with Kofi taking Owens down. Kofi unloads it unloads in the corner but runs into a boot. Owens beats Kofi down and gets some heat from the crowd. Sammy comes in as Owens get knocked off the apron. Kofi drop kicks Sammy and stomps away in the corner as Woods comes in, continuing the stomps on Sammy as fans count along. Woods and Kofi continue the double team on Sammy. Woods with a close two count. Sammy ends up on the floor to regroup with Owens. Kofi flies and takes down Owens to the floor. Woods takes Sammy down, then Woods chops away on Sammy now. Woods brings Sammy back into the ring, but Owens stops him from following while the referee isn't looking. Sammy takes advantage and turns it around on Woods. Owens tags in and launches Woods into the barrier. Owens talks some trash for more booze. Then Owens brings Woods back into the ring and drops a senton for a two count. Woods tries to fight out the corner, but Owens clotheslines him. 
Owens with another senton for another close two count. Then we go to commercial. We're back from break and Kofi ends up unloading on Sammy for a pop. Kofi waits for trouble in paradise, but Owens grabs his leg from the outside. Sammy tries to capitalize, but Kofi connects with trouble in paradise for the win. And there you have it, the new day going over on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. All right, then after the match, Kofi and Woods celebrate as their music hits. Then Ziggler suddenly hits the ring from out of nowhere and levels Kofi with the super kick. Woods also eats a super kick. Fans boo as Ziggler stands over Kofi and looks down at him. We go to replays. Ziggler slowly walks to the back as Kofi and Woods recovers in the ring. Alright, so still to come is WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg is there. Also, Shane McMahon is determined to call out Roman Reigns. Alright, so we see Shane backstage in his office. Shane said there's speculation on why he had Roman Reigns brutalized on Raw last night to soften him up for a Super Showdown. We see a replay of Shane, Drew McIntyre, and the Revival, the Revival, excuse me, <laughs> taking turns on Reigns last night. Shane says that this all came about because Reigns says Shane doesn't stand a chance with him in the ring. Shane says he's proven that he does stand a chance. Shane says anything Reigns can do in the ring, he can do better because he's the best in the world. Shane says he's headed to the ring to call Reigns out. And he just wonders which version he will get. The big dog strutting his stuff or the little pup with his tail between his legs. Alright, so we go back to the arena and out comes... Raw superstar Alexa Bliss via the WWE wildcard rule for an episode of the Moment of Bliss on stage. And then, of course, we go to commercial. We come back from break and Bliss welcomes her guest, SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey. Bliss has coffee brought out, but is sent back. She waits for the coffee to be brought back before asking any questions, annoying Bailey. Bliss mocks her and agrees to start on Bailey's to agrees to start on Bailey's own timing. Bliss talks about how Bailey has a good night at WWE Money in the Bank Money in the Bank. Bailey says she's deserved it. Then Bliss talks about how she was better, a better Mrs. Money in the Bank. Bliss says when she had the blue brand title, it actually meant something. She asked Bailey if she really thinks the title means something around her waist. Bailey says Bliss is trying to bait her and things and things have changed since they last saw each other. Bailey ends up stepping to Bliss and disrespecting her in her, on her own show. They have words, but music interrupts and out comes Carmella. Carmella, if they wanted to talk about, well, Carmella says if they wanted to talk about former champions and money in the bank holders, they can't have that conversation without mentioning her name. 
Carmella thinks a SmackDown superstar should be the next one to get a title shot. Bliss has words. The music music hits and interrupts and out comes Charlotte Flair to interrupt. Flair poses in front of them. Flair says she just talked to her friend Shane McMahon and he informed her that there will be a match taking place tonight to determine Bailey's opponent for WWE stomping grounds. It'll be Flair versus Bliss versus Carmella in a triple threat. Flair taunts with a woo as her music hits. Alright, so still come go. They show Goldberg again and he's there. Alright, so we see the WWE 24-7 champion R-Truth is hiding backstage. He gets Carmella's attention as she walks by. Truth says Carmella has a big opportunity to t- tonight. Truth talks about how he's defending the, the title nonstop and he's been waiting for Shane McMahon to call him. Shane calls on Carmella's phone and she hands it over to Truth. Truth says the title is ruining his life. <laughs> Truth apologized for interrupting Shane McMahon appreciation night recently. Shane is apparently saying the rules are to blame for the title. Shane is apparently saying, mm, I meant to say, Truth is apparently saying the rules are to blame for the title causing stress. Whoever wrote the results on wrestling, they need to get shot <laughs> Shane is a Shane is also saying something about a standard match that Truth had Truth has right now. His opponent is on the way to the ring. Truth runs off to the ring. Truth takes the phone and is surprised of what kind of match Truth has. We go to the ring and Elias is in the ring with his guitar and then we go to commercial. Alright, so we have a Lumberjack match for the WWE 24-7 title. Elias versus R-Truth. Alright, so we come back from break and the Lumberjacks are surrounding the ring. It's announced that only Elias can pin the 24-7 champion, R-Truth, for the title during the duration of the match. Truth is out next as Elias waits. The bell rings and they go at it. Truth gets sent out of the ring and tossed back in the ring by the Lumberjacks. Elias connects with the knee to the face for the easy pin to win. And there you have it. The new WWE 24-7 champion, Elias. Now after the match, Elias goes to celebrate until the Lumberjacks surround him. They attack him in the middle of the ring and a big brawl breaks out. Elias escapes the brawl and crawls out of the ring but runs in the truth on the floor. Truth chases Elias under the ring and the Lumberjacks continue to brawl in the ring. Truth comes from under the ring with the title as the bell rings and the referee raises his arm and Truth is now the four-time <laughs> the four-time WWE 24-7 champion. Alright, and then after the win, Truth takes off with the title as the, his music is played. All right, still to come is Goldberg. All right, so we see Shane McMahon walking backstage. Then we go to commercial. We're back from break, and we get a new backstage promo from Aleister Black. Black says he's issuing an open challenge last week, 
but it's maybe coerced or intelligence that's keeping anyone from knocking on his door. Black goes on and says that the pain he's inflicting is not exactly our daddy's WWE. But until that time comes to where someone, anybody, comes knocking on that door, he shall be sitting here waiting impatiently until somebody, anybody, decides to be a man and come knock on the door and pick a fight. I'm ready for him to wrestle, okay? I'm, I'm sure you guys is ready for him to wrestle. All right, so we go to the ring and out comes Shane McMahon with the Revival and Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. All right, Shane enters the ring with the Revival, but he stops and he has Hamilton do the best in the world introduction. Fans chant for CM Punk and Shane takes the mic again. Shane praises the Revival on for how they decimated the Usos and Roman Reigns last night on Raw. Shane calls for fans to give it up. Shane says the Revival are out here for emotional support tonight. We get a replay of last night's beatdown on Raw. Shane compares what he did to Roman to train a young dog. To training a young dog. Shane says he will take it up another notch and neuter the big dog at WWE Super Showdown on Friday. They mock Reigns until the music interrupts and out comes Reigns to a pop. Shane's ordered the revival to stop Reigns. Reigns nails the Superman punch to Dawson on the ramp. Dash gets tossed into the LED board when he hits and then he hits a, hits with a Superman punch. Shane takes off his coat in the ring as Reigns stares him down from the stage. Reigns marches to the ring as Shane gets hyped up. But out of nowhere, Drew McIntyre comes flying with a big Claymore kick to Reigns at the bottom of the ramp, leveling, level, leveling him to booze. Reigns brings Drew, mm, Drew bring Reigns into the ring as Shane barks orders. Drew picks Reigns up and sends him into a spare from Shane. Shane mocks Reigns and poses as fans continue to boo. Shane exits the ring with Drew as his music hits. Reigns is still down on his back as we get a replay. Shane and Drew stare Rain down from the stage as Rain gets to his feet. Still to come, Goldberg appears on SmackDown for the first time and also the women's triple threat match to determine a new number one contailer for Bailey. Then they go to commercial. Alright, so we come back from commercial and we get the women's triple threat with Carmella, Alexa Bliss, and Charlotte Flair. Alright, so we're back from break and Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, and Carmella are out. The winner of this triple threat will earn a title shot at WWE Stomping Grounds. The bell rings and they go at it. Bliss gets dumped to the floor early on as Flair and Carmella go at it. Bliss comes back in and hits a sunset flip power palm for a a close two count. More back and forth as Bliss gets dropped again. Carmella applies the code of silence on Flair but Flair powers out. Bliss runs in and rocks Carmella with a big right hand. 
dropping her. Flair stares Bliss down before they go at it. Bliss sends Flair flying, but Flair comes right back with the big boot to level Bliss. Carmelo comes out and super kicks Flair in the face. Then Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville come walking down the ramp, distracting Carmelo. Carmella wastes some time and goes to the floor to deal with Bliss, but Bliss drops her. Flair chops away on Bliss as Rose and Deville watch from ringside. Flair chases Bliss away and catches her, delivering more chops. Flair brings Bliss back into the ring, but, Blair, but Bliss drop kicks her for a two count, and then we go to commercial. We come back from break. And Flair tangles with Carmella in the corner. Carmella with a big Hunakarana for a close two count. Carmella with more offense until Flair applies the figure four and tries to bridge it. Carmella resists. Flair bridges it, but Bliss leaps off the top rope with a twisted Bliss for a close two count on Flair as Carmella breaks it up just in time. More back and forth. Now, Flair with a close two count on Bliss and Carmelo makes the save. Carmelo gets knocked out onto the floor by Flair. Bliss rolls up Flair with a handful of tights for a close two count. Carmelo runs in and super kicks Flair. Rolls and DeVille gets involved with a shot to Carmelo from the floor. Bliss takes advantage and hits a DDT on Carmelo for the pin to earn a title shot. And the winner and the new number one contender is Alexa Bliss. She goes over on Carmella and Charlotte Flair. All right, which is interesting. All right, so after the match, DeVille and Rose back up the ramp as Bliss music hits. Bliss stands tall and celebrates for the win. All right, so next we get a replay of what Brock Lesnar did to Seth Rollins on last night's Raw. Tom says Rollins received several medical evaluation, a severe medical evaluation after all, but he vows to be at Super Showdown on Friday to defend against Corbin. Lesnar says he'll be there to cash in. All right, so we're back from break, and Caleb Braxton is in the ring with the mic. She interviews her guest for his first interview, and out comes Lars Sullivan. Tom plugs the three-on-one handicap match with the Lucha House Party on WWE Super Showdown. Kayla says Lars has been on a rampage as of late. She asks, what drives a man like him to do what he's been doing? Fans chant for Goldberg as Lars pauses before answering the question. Lars says you would never ask a nightingale why they sing their sweet song. You would never ask a lion why they mythically stalk their prey before ripping their teeth into it. Fans start the what treatment now. Lars said, then why would you ever ask what drives a man like him? Lars goes on and says he's been defined by one word his entire life. He tells Kayla to say the word. Lars says, it's okay. I can take it. It's been called... He's been called this word his entire life. Branston says, freak. And you suck, chant breaks out. 
Lars goes on about how people call him a freak when he's performing his primary function, which is to hurt, maim, dissect, and then humanize people to show all the fans in the world isn't all full of rainbows and sunshine. It's full of pain, agony, and real-life freaks of nature like him. Kayla asks if this is what he hopes to teach the Lucia House Party on Friday. Lars laughs as fans chant for them. Lars asks Kayla if she likes nursery rhymes, and she nods. Lullivan says three blind mice rendition and trails off into a bizarre preview of how he would destroy Kalisto, Lince Dorado, and Grand Mantelik at Super Showdown. Lars laughs as the boos continue. Lars keeps laughing as his music hits to end the segment. All right, so next up we got what was supposed to be a match between Andrade and Apollo Crews. We go back to the ring and out comes Andrade with Selena Vega. We go back to commercial. Back from break, Apollo Crews is out. Andrade attacks before the bell and drops Crews with the hammerlock DDT. Andrade disrespects Cruz some and keeps going until the WWE Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor runs out to make the save. Balor and Andrade go at it. Vega distracts Balor from the floor as he looks to go up from the apron, allowing Andrade to turn it back around. Andrade drops Balor with a hammerlock DDT and we get replays and a comeback to Andrade leaving up the ramp. Uh, while Balor recovers in the ring. Alright, so we go, we get a look back at the Undertaker warning Bill Goldberg on last night's Raw. Alright, so we go back to commercial. We come back from break and we get more hype for the Super Showdown on Friday. Next, we go backstage to security line outside the locker room door to WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg. The familiar music hits and out comes Goldberg to a march to the ring. Goldberg makes his way out for his first SmackDown appearance, stopping to shake hands of a young boy in the front row. Fans chant Goldberg's name as he enters the ring. Goldberg says that he's been waiting for more than 20 years to see what it would be like to face the Undertaker one-on-one in the ring. Now he finally gets that match he's always wanting. Goldberg says listening to Taker last night on Raw, he's made an interesting, an interesting point. He doesn't want to share the ring with the family man Goldberg. He'd rather share the ring with the icon, the ASS kicking machine Goldberg. Goldberg appreciates Taker's advice and says it made a light switch go off in his head because Taker was right. Goldberg doesn't want the family man near Taker because he thinks he would fall short. Goldberg says so he's left his you know what at home. Goldberg guarantees Taker will get the Goldberg he's been watching for 20 years and wondering how he would stack up against. Goldberg says Taker's going to get that, you know what, kicking Goldberg he's been asking for. Goldberg says on Friday at Super Showdown he will finally find out 
who's the badass the bad you know what is Oop, my slip sorry sponsor it's like no <laughs> Goldberg says Taker is next to rest in peace he drops the mic and the bell toll hits inside the arena as the fans go nuts the lights go out lights come up a bit and we see Taker standing behind Goldberg in the ring as fans pop Goldberg turns around and they face off as the cheers continue the bell tolls again and the lights go back out the bell tolls again and the lights come on all the way taker's gone goldberg picks the mic back up and asks if that's it goldberg says that friday night is it is it then he tells taker to bring his jock strap tighten it up because he's going to be in for a ride Goldberg drops the mic and exit as the music hits while fans continue to chant his name. Goldberg greets more young fans on the way back as the announcers hype up Super Showdown from the announce table. The last five minutes of SmackDown, the announcers go over the Super Showdown matches. We get a replay of Shane and Drew McIntyre attacking Roman Reigns earlier and another look at Goldberg facing off with Taker. And then SmackDown goes off the air. Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, that is your highlights for Raw and SmackDown for this week. Alright, I am going to take a little restroom break. Be right back. And then I'll go into my predictions for um, WWE Super Showdown tomorrow. And then I'll go into some more WWE and other wrestling news. All right. So hang tight. I'll be right back. Peace. Okay. We're back here after the little restroom break real quick. This is the J Raw Wrestling Podcast, episode six for Thursday, June 6, 2019. All right. Uh, like I said, just got finished doing the highlights for raw and smackdown setting up the super showdown was going to go down tomorrow in Jeddah, saudi arabia uh i'll be at work so between yeah i'll be at work while it's on and then my daughter has an award assembly so i'm definitely gonna make sure to be there you know how it goes with the end of the year so that's why i said i probably won't watch it till tomorrow evening sometime or Saturday morning, because great thing I don't have to work Saturday. So, so between the two, and then I'll do a reaction. So sometimes Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. All right, depending on when I watch it. But for right now, we gonna do the prediction show. Well, the prediction part. Okay. So gonna start off with the kickoff match, and that is the Usos versus the Revival. Um, going to go with the. I'm gonna go with the revival winning dirty. I'm gonna go with the revival winning dirty. I don't think that went clean. All right, then we have the 50 man battle royal. I'm not even gonna run down the names because I didn't even write down to pull the names up. So, oh goodness, Cesaro don't got a match. Not Cesaro, Ricochet. 
I can see Ricochet winning. Braun Strowman's got a match, so uh, I can see um, maybe Keith Lee. I don't know somebody because <laughs> you know they're gonna have NXT guys, and it's supposed to be a fifty-man battle royal. That's gonna be interesting. All right, next you got Lars Sullivan versus the Lucha House Party. I'm gonna put my money on Lars Sullivan. I don't see the Lucha House Party making it out of this because they're building up Lars Strong. All right, next up we have Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. Hmm. I say Reigns. I say Reigns goes over. I say even it'll be some some help Shane to get. Uh, I could see Roman winning. Roman win, overcoming. All right, next you have Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Um, I'm gonna say Braun on this one. Then you got the end of a feud, supposedly <laughs> Triple H versus Randy Orton. Uh, I'll say Orton gets the win because Orton needs a win in there. You can kind of tell they priming him up for a championship run. Uh, next up, we got the universe. We have the Intercontinental match, the Demon versus Finn Balor. I mean, the Demon Finn Balor versus Andrade. <laughs> Uh, pretty much everybody know the demon gonna win that. All right, so next we got the Universal Championship match. We got Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. Um, I see Seth winning. Seth definitely winning this. Uh, as far as Brock cashing in, I don't think it's gonna happen here. <laughs> I think it's going to happen in our next match, which is going to be the WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston versus Dolph. I can see that being a barn burner match, and then all of a sudden we hear Lesnar's music hits, and boom, I think Kofi, I think Lesnar's going to cash in on Kofi and not Seth. Because for one main reason, Fox. <laughs> I can see Lesnar holding the WWE Championship going into the new Fox deal. Whether he gets it via the cash-in today or if he... I mean, not today. Uh, at Super Showdown. Or if he cashes in another time. I can see Lesnar cashing in at Extreme Rules here in Philly. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I definitely... I definitely hope Kofi can hold on to it. My 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 prayer is that he holds on to it till SummerSlam. But we'll see. All right, then probably what should be the main event is Goldberg versus Undertaker. This should be a quick match. Uh, I can see Goldberg going over Taker. I can see Goldberg going over on Taker. All right, so the recap real quick. I got the revivals going. The revival going over on the Usos. Um, I don't have a real clear-cut pick for the Ben's Battle Royal, so it is what it is. I got Lars Sullivan beating Lucha, Lucha House Party. Have Roman Reigns beating Shane McMahon. I have Braun Strowman beating Bobby Lashley. Randy Orton beating Triple H. I have the Demon Finn Balor retaining the IC belt over Andrade. I have Seth Rollins uh, keeping the belt against Baron Corbin. I have Kofi Kingston going over on Dolph, but getting cashed in 
on by um, Brock Lesnar, fortunate to say. And then last but not least, I have Goldberg going over on The Undertaker. All right, so book it, folks. Y'all got it on, as an old school rapper in me would say, y'all got that on wax. (laughs) All right, so quickly and some WWE news. The SmackDown Live event for Saturday, October 26th from uh, Selena, Kansas has been canceled. It was a scheduling conflict that was cited. The reason for the cancellation. Uh, apologies if I screw his name up. But Dragonova or Dragnua will face uh, Joseph Connors. And that match has been announced for NXT UK episode next week. It's his second match since being on the brand. Okay, and Mickey, Mickey James has confirmed that she will undergo ACL uh, surgery for a torn ACL she has. All right, Sami Zayn is going to launch another, another fundraising campaign to raise money for medical aid in his uh, home. Somewhat his home country is Syria, Syria, because he's from Syrian descent. Reason why he won't be at uh, Super Showdown tomorrow. In addition to Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, and Aleister Black, they won't be there at the Super Showdown. So you probably won't see him in the Battle Royal. All right, so we got two matches announced so far for WWE Stomping Ground for June 23rd, that from Tacoma, Washington. And that'll be uh, for the SmackDown women's title. It'll be Alexa Bliss versus Bailey. Then the next match that was announced on Raw was Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. All right. And I think this is pretty cool. That's why I'm, I'm reporting on this. WWE, WWE announcer Vic Joseph recently established a Mark A. Cupsta Memorial Scholarship in his hometown of Independence, Ohio. Vic named the scholarship after a childhood friend who suffered from muscular dystrophy. And he said, and this year's first recipient was Andrea Kilma, an independent high school senior who will be attending the University of Akron to study chemical engineering. Okay, and a little bit of rating news. Uh, Monday's Raw episode that featured The Undertaker had a re- uh, spike in the ratings that drew a 2.45 and basically everybody know that was because of The Undertaker's return and them hyping up um, the Super Showdown that was the go-home show. Alright, and last and not least as far as WWE news it was announced that NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff will be taking place from the Motor Point Arena in Cardiff, Wales on Saturday, August 31st. This is the same arena that the main roster will run their return to run their return in Europe in November of uh, this year. All right. So in some other wrestling news very quickly. Last weekend, the fan took to Twitter to write about an incident he experienced at an ROA show. The fan claimed he was escorted to the back by what he thought was security and was confronted by Bully Ray over comments he made as a fan towards the allure. 
Ring of Honor has issued a statement to Wrestling Inc. on Monday stating that the incident was now subject to a 48-hour internal review. And since then, Ring of Honor has released a statement, but the statement didn't, didn't specify whether or not Bully Ray would be um, disciplined for his actions. All right, and the following, the best of the Super Juniors finals took place um, yesterday, which was Wednesday, and I did that review on that. Uh, they announced the full card that'll take place for Sunday's Dominion, and as expected, Will Ospreay, who won the best of the Super Juniors tournament, will face Dragon Lee for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Opening up the card will be John Moxley versus Shota Imino. Moxley just won the uh, IWGP United States Championship from Juice Robinson. And he welcoming all challengers. All right. And also on the card will be the GODs, the Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tama Loa, will be defending their IWGP. GP Tag Team Championships against Evil and Sonata and the Gorillas of Destiny defeated the former champions for the titles at uh, Honor Rising. Alright, so that is it for the J-Raw Wrestling Podcast for Episode 6. Uh, not really going to do it at all tonight. I'm going to be honest, peoples. I'm not in the mood. I just wanted to get this episode done for you guys. You know, Stay on point like I'm supposed to be. Um, you know, as far as the schedule for this weekend, since I did the predictions for a Super Showdown, tomorrow I'll probably um, uh, probably just watch, of course, Super Showdown. And um, I, won't, I probably won't do a recording tomorrow night. Tomorrow night I'll probably take a break. But Saturday I'll be back at it. Saturday I'll probably do... The review for Super Showdown. Probably do review for NXT uh, this past week. Episode that was Wednesday I watched. Um, and I'll probably get a chance to watch Double or Nothing. So I may do a review. So look out for that review finally. That way I can get caught up on all the AEW stuff as far as BTE. I was going to do the, the since they started they finished up the road to double or nothing they started the road to fighter fest and i was going to put it in this episode but i decided not to just to keep the episode short not too long you know what i'm saying not no two hour joint tonight <laughs> all right so real quick i want to do my shots out shout out to my big bro dj hardcore dj hardcore productions um like i said look out for one struggle radio coming real soon um, you already know the platforms, but if you don't know, make sure you go to patreon.com, One Struggle Radio. Go to SoundCloud on One Struggle Radio. Also, YouTube, we're at One Struggle Radio there as well. We have a channel there. Um, we all That's where I'll be doing my live feeds for the J-Raw Wrestling Podcast. Also, like I always say, we're on CastBox FM. So make sure you check out. That's where you get all the episodes of the J. Raw Wrestling Podcast. My reviews in the episodes as well. Uh, I want to shout out my piece from Russell Cave, Ace Porter, aka Geech Geech. What up, bro? What up to Dirty Case, Pat with the Facts, Mike B. Jones, Dwight, Yasmin, everybody in the group. 
Uh, once again, I want to thank everybody for listening to this. It was a pleasure doing this episode. Looking forward to doing episode seven next Thursday or if time schedule Friday. But I'm staying on point with Thursday. <laughs> Make sure you guys uh, subscribe to us on CastBox. Like I said, on YouTube, or on SoundCloud. Real soon, I will be making announcements of more platforms we're going to be on. I've been so busy. You know, prepping for the show, doing these reviews. Like I said, just a hectic life. I'm not making any excuses, but going to be working diligently to get on more platforms. So, without further ado, I'm going to end the episode tonight. I want to thank everybody for listening once again. And this is the J Raw Wrestling Podcast, weekly wrestling podcast, episode six for Thursday, June the 6th, 2019. Take care, everybody.